When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's happening, everyone? Welcome back to Court South Brackart. Another little edition of the Morning Report Playoffs 2022. Uh, myself, Yassi and Jennings, this morning I'm joined by Reams, who is hanging after after some some late at, late night hours. How you doing, Reams? You good? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> this, is, this, this, this is what we're bringing with these morning episodes. It's, it's tough. Shaq, what's going on? We just had a little chat about I'm, I'm having to fit in some games in the morning these days, whereas you're just getting straight through it the night I did. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm a night owl, so... I'll watch my games, but wait, wait, 7 a.m. <laughs> 7 a.m. pods, it's, it's a slog. All right, listen, we're, we're going to go through three games um, from the last couple of nights. First off, we're going to go from prior to last night, night before, we're going to go Golden State, Denver Nuggets. Um, it's a 2-0 lead now for Golden State. It's it's a bit of a, 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 a whacking, to be honest, and... Um, it wasn't just like a, it wasn't a gritty loss. It was a real implosion for Denver. Jokic ejected with seven minutes left. Will Barton and uh, Boogie Cousins getting into it on the bench. Um, and Golden State are looking like Golden State, which is probably the most concerning thing for Denver. Steph coming off the bench now is back on 50% of his threes. Um, Jordan Poole is, if not a splash brother, very much a splash cousin at this point. Um, most improved player candidate and is, is killing it. Reams is looking like a sweep. Do you see? Do you see the merit in this argument that people are throwing that are oh, the MVP award gets tainted if Jokic goes home in a sweep? No, I don't really see that. Um, MVP is a regular season award. I get. I guess. Um, I guess. I kind of see the the fact that everyone's saying the MVP award should always go to a team on a contender, but that 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 would have meant that two of the three guys that was in the MVP finalist would have qualified, in my opinion. So, mm. and I, I guess a whole chunk of the argument of that MVP award is that. He was doing this with a depleted roster to then to then turn around and be like, well, the depleted roster are getting smacked. Um, I'm not really sure. But but what did you take from the game? Is there any hope for Denver in this series or were they just um, ran off? I, 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 obviously we you know we all know the saying styles make fights. Mm. Um, 
Golden State Styles that's very, very bad for, for, for Denver right now. You know, like if they got a different draw, maybe they would have ended up facing Utah in like a four or five. They could have they could have they could have got something out of that series or maybe even they ended up facing Memphis, maybe. But um nah, Golden State is a terrible matchup for them. Um they don't really have great perimeter defenders. Um they have a guy in Draymond Green that probably matches up with Jokic better than any other like interior defender in the in the West. Um they're letting Draymond be really physical with Jokic as well. Like they're really giving him that playoff whistle, you know, that maybe mm. some other MVP candidates would 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 maybe benefit from that well, I know Nick. I know Nick Nurse doesn't feel like that. That whistle is is happening in his series for sure. Yeah, for um, sure. So but okay, yeah. on Golden State then, because I know you think this just rings just as a, as a final word on on that game. Um, I, I think it's looking like a potential sweep, a likely win series win for Golden State, especially in light of of. New Orleans getting a shot win last night. Devin Booker come out of the Phoenix game um, with a hamstring injury. We're not one hundred percent on how he's going to look. And you, you, you mentioned the other day that the uh, Warriors might have something for for Phoenix, and they are, they are, they are flowing, man. Like Clay's back shooting nearly fifty percent from the field. Jordan Poole against Denver in, in the last game shot sixty three percent from the field. Steph's playing himself into fitness, going twelve of seventeen. Um, they're, they're, they're humming, man. They're, they're, they're in good form. They're playing with good rhythm. They're hitting their shots. They're defensively strong. Uh, did we sleep on or did people sleep on Golden State a little bit too much going into this postseason in light of uh, looking at Memphis, looking at Phoenix? Uh, I think, yeah, um, because their season kind of ended um, underwhelmingly. But obviously, that was due to the different factors. You know, Steph had a little slump then he got injured Draymond was injured um around the all-star break and stuff like that so we didn't really get to see a, a, a fully healthy Golden State a lot in 2022 so obviously that allowed other teams like Memphis and um even Dallas to ascend in the in the Western Conference and look look like contenders um I think it, uh, a big thing as well is that Jordan Poole's um leap this season looks real as well so far I mean he looks really good. Like, um, he's given them like another dimension because, he, like, even no matter how good Clay is, like, he's still a guy that is is, is a part of the Golden State system, mm. trying to test the system. But Jordan Poole's kind of a guy that, if this if this if the system co- collapses for a play, he's a guy you could give him the ball and he can and he can make a play just off the bounce. You know what I mean? Off the dribble, and that's that's a, that's a really other than Steph. They never really had a consistent guy that could really create off the dribble, you know what I mean? And that really mm. that that's really important in, in, in the playoffs, especially like in tight games down the stretch and stuff like that. So that's a that's added dimension. I'd, I'm interested to see how he looks against a Memphis or a Phoenix, though, because that they're teams that actually have guys that yeah. could that could defend at the point of attack, you know what I mean? Like and they have guys that's gonna run around and chase you over screens and fight over screens. Dylan Brooks, you know Desmond Bain. They got they they got resistance at the rim if he wants to go to the rim. And Jaron Jackson Jr. Obviously, so do so do um Phoenix. Uh, 
So right now against Denver, they're having a jolly up, man. Like yeah, there's, there's not really there's not really no resistance at the rim. There's there's no one that's really stopping them at the point of attack. They're they're, they're just having their way. So this they they're kind of using the series as just a way to get flowing. Steph's using it as a way to get some good minutes under his legs. You know, coming off the bench, like you know what I mean, playing twenty odd minutes a game. By the time that second round comes, Steph's gonna be. Uh, it's it's funny, man. I feel there's I don't think they even try this off the bench experiment against a Memphis or a Phoenix. Like the fact that the matchup is so favorable, they've been able to just have that freedom to do that and mm-hmm. yeah i think long term for the rest of the playoffs it's gonna look good shaq i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you um your boys are another team who are, are i don't want to say romping into a two nil lead because it got a little bit tight last night um looked comfy extending a little bit of a lead in the third quarter but then it became a, a three-point game again late in the fourth with bo and bogdanovich just heating up off the bench Give me a quick overview of last night. So it's 2-0 Miami against Atlanta. Jimmy had a big night. Um, we haven't really touched on the first game. So how have these first two games gone in general? I know you had Trey in hell in the first game and he shot horrifically. Last night, didn't 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 have him locked up quite the same, but you know, still still he struggled from three. Um, and you kept them to 105 points and 115, 105 wins. So talk to me about these two games, these opening games. Um, you know what? I I'm not impressed. I'm I'm actually disappointed in the team in these in these games. Um, win like we we're winning. I mean, we're the best team in the East, so like we're gonna win these games. But as a team, we're relying on individual greatness to actually carry us through both of those games. So matchups make everything, like we've said, and the matchup for us against the Hawks is the best as possible, especially in the first round. Because like if we was playing against Chicago or Boston, we would have got melted if we're playing like this. The only positive positive we have with Atlanta Hawks is that Trey Young is cold and he's the best player on the court if we like weigh up the two teams, in my opinion. But our matchup against him is great. So when teams double up Trey Young, usually he pulls the center and he's too quick or he's too agile that the center can't hack hack. Bam is great on the perimeter. He can mm-hmm. move at least quick enough. So can PJ Tucker. So can Jimmy Butler. I mean, Don Robinson has just length, and his, and his wingspan gets to him as well. So it's very, you know, a very irritating matchup for him. So that's where first game he was locked up. The, the player that actually carried us through the first game was Duncan Robinson. You don't shoot eight of nine from three and drop twenty-seven points in ten in ten shots, and not get said that you're carrying the team. Bam played terrible. Um, Bam played terrible this game as well. Kyle Lowry sucked. Uh, Hero, he's the golden boy. I'm never going to talk about him. Hero, Caleb Martin, twenty percent from the field. Gage you know what? You're going through the list of underperformers. A lot of people who are locking in won't know about Max Struss or Max Struss. I don't even know the proper way to pronounce it. He's that much of a fringe bench guy. Like fourteen points last night, um, four assists, three of eight from three, five of ten from the field. He's another one with with length, with size. He's about six seven, six eight. Good perimeter guy. He's hitting the shots that you need him to hit. Um, timely buckets as well. Like and he, me and Reem talked about this on, on an episode. I think the other day when we were previewing stuff, we found that you lot hard to gauge because people like Gabe Vincent and Max Struess had been carrying you through the season. How 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 have they looked? Um, you mentioned like the big boys in Bam and Kyle haven't haven't uh, picked up the slack. How have the fringe guys looked? 
So this is the problem with it. When they were carrying us through those series, it was due to like Jimmy not being around or Bam not being around. So our rotation was different and mm -hmm. they played 30 minutes in a game. When you have that hot hand for 30 minutes in a game, you're going to look great. But can you find that same heat for 10 minutes? And like I think yeah. Spo has a great rotation, and but our problem is that we have so much rotation. So like in center, Deadmond kind of has to play because of his impact. But Yurtsevin is also going to get you 14 rebounds if he plays 20 minutes. Which one do you weigh up into the playoffs? And Yurtsevin's a better passer, and it's an easy bucket. He's just length. Struess is the same thing. Like one game where Vincent won't get going, are you just going to bench Vincent for the rest of the game? Because in playoffs, you can't have a 12-man rotation. It needs to be 10-man max. So I like Struess. I think I would have him in our rotation. Someone like Caleb Martin's got to just sit down and relax for the rest of these playoffs. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good problem, but it's a problem. All right. And, and talking about people carrying you through, last night, you talk about relying on individuals. Um, it did get close in the fourth. Bogdanovich uh, with 29 points. But Jimmy carried you through with 45, five rebounds, five assists. What I found what I found a bit mad with Jimmy is the shot has kind of come out of nowhere. Like, he's never yeah. shot. Like, so last night he was um, yeah, four of not. seven. He's never really shot like that. Like, he, he got four of ten in 2019 for Philadelphia. You have to go back to 2015 to your boys in Minnesota. Uh, round one for him to have last gone five of seven. So this is how like sparse these shooting performances from Jimmy we're talking. Towards the end of the regular season, he seemed like he was he's making a concerted effort to shoot more threes. He was going like two of three, two of four, and taking three or four a game. Whereas last season he just weren't taking any at all. Is that something you can rely on? Is that something he's proper like okay yeah he's added that now and it's consistent? Or did you get away with one last night? We got away with one man. Uh... I'll be I'll be real. Like Jimmy Butler, if I remember correctly, he this is his eleventh forty point game in his career. Two of them came last year in the playoffs. One one was against Lakers in the finals. One was against the Bucks in that same same year, and the rest were all Chicago Bulls. He don't consistently score like forty points. He's a great. He's his greatness is he's a two way player, and he'll just give you a good thirty points, maybe twenty five points on efficient mid range shooting. If you wanted to drop 45 points to carry us against like Boston or what, it's not going to happen. Mm. I doubt it. Anyway. So we need the rest of the teams to step up. I'm happy with our win, but I'm not happy with how we played. Like, if we're going to go a little deeper into these rounds and get to like conference finals, we can't play like this. All right. So before we move on, I guess now you've got two more games of Atlanta. I think you'll close it out in four. They might nick a game. You as a fan, what do you want to see? So Jimmy's going off. Uh, and and Robinson's had a big game. Struess has had a solid game. What do you need to see more to give yourself a real contention? Is it is it Bam looking more solid? Is it Kyle hitting fifteen points? Um, what what are the boxes that need ticking now from you for these next two three games? I need Kyle Larry to kind of take on that CP three role of make your play, which is getting an assist and usually should be a pick and roll, and shoot better. Like shoot. Shoot smarter. Sometimes we've got 20 seconds on the clock and the momentum is with Atlanta. You're just slinging a three. Like, I get it. You are you can shoot, but you're not that guy. Mm. You're not that, that shooter. Um, and I need Bam to be more aggressive. If you want to be the second best player on the team, like, for me, he's the second best player on our team, but he's just 
I'd say fourth most aggressive. Duncan Robinson will just shoot no matter if it's open or not. He, he's he's just gonna do his move. Jimmy Butler's the same thing, and thirdly is Tyler Hero. Like I'm gonna make my play. Bam will be oh, oh maybe like uh oh, I need you to just if you if the mid range is your shot cool if you want to drive at a person drive at a person get a foul go to the free throw free throw line. He's like an eighty seven percent shooter from the free throw line. Make your play, get your bucket. Like I need him to be mo- a lot more aggressive, especially where this is Atlanta Hawks, where there's no Clint Capella. No Capella, yes. Yeah. So that that paint is opening up. Like you should be pushing towards that because, like Boston will let you into the in, into the paint like that that easily. Neither will Philadelphia if they go through because Embiid will be there. And if we go into the conference finals, you think that a team like the Bucks and or the Nets are gonna let you get there? But push. I I need I need more fight in the team so yeah happy with our wins we're gonna sweep these guys it's cool but if we're gonna go further on i need to see bigger tough, tough at the top setting standards all right cool oh, um and then moving on to your boys reams not the uh celebration of the first game of your first round uh timberwolves last night fall into the grizzlies 124.96 loss mm-hmm. um Talk to me. Talk to me about that. Jar went off. Yeah, Jar was good. Um, yeah, the better team won. The better team won. And you know, I I, I said it. I said it on the on the account. Um, I predicted it. Obviously, it wasn't a hard prediction to make, really. But it, it it was difficult for me to envision us going to Memphis as a seven seeder, winning both games on the road. Mm. Like we 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 wanted to leave there with a split. And we've done that. So for me, that's a that's a successful road trip in the playoffs. And we knew the Grizzlies was going to come out aggressive. We knew they were going to come out desperate because if they lost this game, they was in trouble in the series. And that's exactly what they did. You know, they handled business. Jar, you know, maybe after after game one didn't go how he wanted it. Personally, he's come out and he's played more mature. You know, he looked to get his teammates involved more, get everyone in the flow of offense, get everyone good shots, other than just attacking, attacking, attacking himself, and that's what he did. Well, what was the difference for him from the first game? Was it just aggression? Yeah, um, it's not aggression because he's always going to play with aggression. I think he just played with more poise. And um, mm. the main, the main, the main adjustment that Taylor Jenkins made, and I said again, I'm curious to see what adjustments he made, but I, I, I was hoping he wouldn't do it so quickly. But he's quite ruthless. But he literally just, he just bent Stephen Adams. So I I, yeah. I I didn't catch this game live, right? I looked at the box yeah. score. First first game of the series, you thought, yeah, Stephen Adams can't hang in this series. It's I was like, Steve, uh, every minute Stephen Adams was on the court, they cooked food. I was saying, yes, I knew yeah. it. <laughs> so so he lasted three minutes, just under yeah. three minutes. Xavier Tillman come in. Yeah. What did he add that Stephen Adams oh, did? Because yeah. I've been looking to ask this. Oh, so he added a bit more um, versatility in how they could defend Cat. Um, he was aggressive. He crashing the boards, crashing the offensive glass. Um, you know he abused he abused us on the glass. You know he was a he was a um vertical spacer. You know getting putbacks, rolling to the rim. You know giving Jar a lob threat. So you know like they come and find a guy deep off their bench that 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 could come in and make an impact like that in a playoff game. That's what makes the Grizzlies so good. You know they're so deep like. When, when one guy's out, another guy could come in and contribute, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's kind of rare to see that. Um, So I think from now on, we're going to be seeing a lot less of Stephen Adams. I think they're going to be going with Brandon Clark at the four and um, Jared Jackson Jr. at the five. Um, I still think 
that's I still think that that that, that works for Cat. I still think this is a good matchup for Cat, no matter who they play. Like uh, there's lots of points within the series. The issue again last night was he got into foul trouble. The first quarter was just really weird, like 33 free throws between two teams. It was like that it was a 12 minute quarter, it lasted like 45 minutes. Like you know I mean? <laughs> it was the most fouls in a first quarter for 25 years. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And then obviously they come out in the second quarter now and they've they just out hustled us, out rebounded us, played with more poise, made shots. I think Jan Jackson was like four of six from three. Like he's making all his perimeter shots, shots that weren't falling in the in, in the first game. And obviously guys like Jaden McDaniels and Malik Beasley that had that big games in the first um game, their, their shots really weren't really falling in this game. And just offensively, we we just weren't good. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a the f- there wasn't no flow because the mm. game was so, so choppy. So do you, do you put that down? Was there anything schematic? Was there anything in terms of uh, the coaching battle that you saw Jenkins come in and, and beat Finch with? Or was it just... I think Jenkins uh, was brave. Man? I think Jenkins was brave and he made his adjustments. Um, I think they threw some different looks at Ant. Um, they, they, I wouldn't say they trapped him, but... As soon as he got the ball, they had their the their, their normal one guy on him, whether that would have been Dylan Brooks or Desmond Bain. But immediately, they tried to wall him off from getting to the rim with like two, three guys. You know what I mean? Mm. So it forced Ant into being more of a passer or um, it forced him to take some bad shots. And Ant, Ant takes a lot of bad shots, but he's a shot maker. You know what I mean? Like, he's a guy. So like, but some games they'll go and some games they won't. So and he, he came out said himself like, yeah, like I took a lot of bad shots in game one, but they went in these times they weren't falling. But I think because they was walling them off from going to the rim, uh, he was he was settling for a lot of step back like threes and stuff like that. You know, like unless you're like I don't know, like 2019 James Harden, you're gonna have nights where not everything's falling. So um, I think we're not getting a lot from D'Lo. Which I kind of yeah another low scoring night yeah I kind of predicted that going into the series but it's kind of disappointing that when like I'd at least hope we get one big game from him you know what I mean there's always that one random game where like his shots shots forward it's just falling yeah so I still think we'll get one of those from him definitely at the target center so I'm still feeling good like um I think. Would definitely take one at the target center. We might. That's what I was going to say. I mean, your yeah. home, like the home crowd, there's been a big impetus, especially from D'Lo and stuff, in yeah. getting the home crowd proper up for it. So going home now for two games, you reckon you get one? Definitely, at least one. So from from then on, we got the home court advantage as well from the from the from the from the first one. So you're looking at possibly going at a game seven at our place. So, you know, I, I don't feel too bad about that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I predicted before the series that um, Memphis were winning six. Um, I think seeing seeing how we match up with them, we could take them to seven, you know what I mean? And I think that would be a successful season. I, I think a lot of people before the season started didn't even expect us to make the playoffs. So, us making to the playoffs and taking the team with the second-best record in the NBA to seven games and possibly winning a series, like, come on, man. For, for, for a franchise that hasn't seen their team win a series in their 20 years. I saw I saw one man start about Chris Finch after that win is now like one of the most successful playoff coaches of the last 30 years or something for Minnesota. It was stupid. Yeah, Shaq, you're a neutral. What have you made of this series so far? Like obviously Mini got game one, Memphis got game two. Um it was a bit of a blowout last night, but I think I think Reams has done a good job of explaining that why that was a lot of shot making and and Stuff like that. So, where do you see this one going as a neutral? 
I think they're gonna get cooked. Um, who's they? Mini. Oh, Mini. Yeah, I think they're gonna get cooked. See, like one thing I always say about home games is the role players love home games, and people like Dylan Brooks haven't hasn't had a good game yet. Like yesterday, I think he dropped like nine points. I think he was bad. Um, I think Desmond Bain will step up a bit more in the, in the target as well. And if that happens, and Jar just does what Jar does. Wait, sorry, sorry. The, the 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 role players like home games or don't like home games. They like home games. Target centers are home though. And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But so I I think they like home games. Then your your role players in I say D D Lo's a role player for you, and I think you shouldn't be. <laughs> you don't earn role player money. I think yeah. he's a role player for you, and I think um, Pat Bev's a role player for you. Yeah, their their home games. Dylan Brooks hasn't played good, but he still dropped. He was, I think he's averaged about thirteen points in the past two games. I think Desmond Bain's got nineteen in one, and then I think he got eighteen yesterday or sixteen yesterday, something like that. I don't think your role players would give you that. I think D'Lo's still gonna. You know, is with D'Lo, he doesn't just fall to a shot. He does lackluster shots, so some really wild ones at times. And Off balance bit, threes and yeah, like it's weird, it, yeah. Step up and like you said, if it happens in that one game, he'll drop like twenty five. But when's that going to happen? I doubt it's going to happen in this season this series. Personally, even then, one of his made shots last night, one of his two made threes, was a proper falling over prayer, and it was like, yeah. what have you done? I, and that's the, that's D'Angelo Russell that. Like, and then Pat Bev, I don't think he's going to step up and give you more than 10 points in a game as well. So your role players, I don't think, will step up to the plate as the home intensity. And I think Minnesota, Memphis, like being the underdogs and they like being in hostile places so they can step up and start shining. I wouldn't say they're the underdogs. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying in the home in the home. In a home game, like where the crowds, I get what you mean. I think it's easy to flip it. if you go to an away arena and the crowd's good, it's easy to flip that narrative and be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, road dogs were gonna come against like, you. We want to hear you, we want to shout at you, man, and scream in your face. Like, I think they're gonna enjoy being in the target center a bit more. So, I'm, I'm a bit, I think they're gonna win both of the away games, and then, yeah, I think it's gonna go in five. Sorry. Sticky prognosis. We'll see. We'll see. Because I mean, no one really had mini getting that first game, so we'll see what happens. Um, all right, we definitely ain't losing both of the targets, and that ain't happening. All right, well, hey, I'm, I'm looking for it's, it's, it's shaping up to be one of the best series going up. I'm looking forward to it. Right, last time, I'm going to just touch on um, talking about people pe- didn't expect to get a game. A lot of sniping about Pelicans probably shouldn't have made the postseason whatsoever. Um, with how far off the standings they were for their playing or whatever, but they've snuck one against Phoenix, 125-114. Devin Booker got 31 points in 25 minutes off 19 shots. He was on fire, 7 of 11 from three, but now it's looking like hamstring tightness. Brandon Ingram is, is uh, I know Jeff is somewhere beating his chest, shouting 37-11 and 9. Um, well, if, 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 if Booker is in trouble, like hamstring, there's I looked up and there's nothing sure yet. We know that it was tightness is what it was called, and he was out of the game. If he's in trouble for the next couple of games, how how much does that change things? 
Um, if CJ and, and Brandon can go off for another 23, 37, come back to 50, 60 even. Um, well, I was told Chris Paul III was the MVP of the basket, National Basketball Association, so... And, and and the team leader and the, and the best player on this team, so they should be but able to survive. This is what I mean, like Booker, especially with Paul I'm, being out. They should be able to survive against the eight seed without with, with, if they still have their MVP on the court. You know, along Listen, with defensive player of the year leader. candidate. You could be a team leader and not score the most points and be the best player on the team. Well, okay, so they should be all right then. <laughs> Dray, Draymond for Golden State Warriors. Marcus Smart is the team leader for Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Like you can be the mm-hmm. team leader without being the best mm-hmm. player. And Chris mm-hmm. Paul will lead the team, and he'll be professional, and he'll still be one of the better players on the court. But mm-hmm. you need you need book, of course. Well, okay, but let's say, let's say books out. Are they are they cooked? Because nah. I'm I'm, nah. I'm looking down the roster. Um, Cam Johnson's a good player. Cam Payne's a good player. Um, you know, Mikhail Bridges is a good player, Jay Crowder is a good guy. Um, <laughs> but a good guy, that's what we say about someone when they're washed, <laughs> you know. But it's bucket getting is a problem, right? And okay, yeah, Chris Paul can, can set the table and stuff, but Booker has, has made this very much his team, I think, especially scoring. Um, and and Phoenix are a very well balanced team and stuff, but if he's out of even just two games with a hamstring issue, does that flip it on its head? I think, I think, I think what makes it, what makes it difficult is down the stretch when kind of schemes and plays and things ramp up and they're not getting no whistle. What made Phoenix so good is that they had two guys mm. that could kind of get you any shot you want, and um, the Pelicans kind of have that as well. They got Brandon Ingram, CJ. I don't know. CJ's kind of a CJ's kind know. of a CJ's kind of a frustrating player because he's he's a skilled scorer, but like the guys have the guy's been in too many big playoff series to still be you know what I mean, Shaq? Like Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not sold. Yeah, like, but you know what I mean? Like but obviously CJ's a guy that could go out and get you get his own shot and, and create offense, you know what I mean? And so they have two guys. Whereas now it's, it's kind of the CP, he's gonna to have to create for himself and like kind of like spoon feed. Ayton's gonna to have to step up in these games. That's and DeAndre Ayton's a guy that wants to, is just looking for a max contract. So now's the time I for him think, to step I up. Think the whole thing is with, with Suns is you can play your plays. When Booker wants to ISO, he gets an ISO, probably gonna be a midi, and it's gonna be Chakum, like he'll be in. And that's where he gets his 30 points. They could, have, they, they could have guarded him in that first half. You can't, you can't stop him. Like, <laughs> but then now what it's going to have to be is you're going to have to give up the ISO plays like CP3 will probably, probably try to get some mid, like close range fadeaway um, two-pointers. But it's going to be pick and roll Aiton. And you have to step up with it. And CP3 yeah. is just going to run plays. Like what you saw yesterday when Booker went out was CP3 was just playing pick and roll. Like he still dropped 14 rebounds and 17 points. But so, Aiton only, had, Aiton only had six shots yesterday, chat. Exactly. Like, he's going to have to put up about like, 14 shots. He went two or two from the line, so we could assume that he had seven attempts because yeah. that's that's so, not going to work. He needs <laughs> he needs yeah. to push harder in this. And another thing is, like, no disrespect, Jeff, Brandon Ingram, will you have another game like this? That's also a question. And CJ, do we care? Like, I, I, think, think, I, think, I, I think I think Brandon Ingram will. I think Brandon Ingram 
I think he's yeah, he's finishing the season strong. He's coming to the playoffs strong. I think CJ's the question, but if if I think you lot have hit the nail on the head, if Aiton's not going to be aggressive or if they're not going to spam the pick and roll and get him looks, I think it could be a problem, man. Like if they just drapes Herb Jones over Chris Paul, that link will bother him. Um, Pelicans were getting getting things out of their role guys last night as well. Like they got Larry Nance getting some points. He he played well. Jackson Hayes was good in transition and a problem for them to guard. Valanciunas was is going to be a problem for Aiton. Um, yeah, I think. And now we're going to New Orleans. So I think a lot depends on this Booker injury. But as good as Phoenix are and as balanced as Phoenix are, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit. Could be sticky. Could be sticky. This could blow the West open. Um, I'm Phoenix and Booker's healthy for game three. Don't, don't play him. Why? It's a you don't want to risk the longer term injury. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. If he's touch and go. When you, you said yeah. if he's healthy, okay. Maybe yeah, if, if he's touch and go. Like he's ready to play, but nah. I'm saying I'm gonna I'm gonna see one game without you just because we got bigger players, we got a bigger oh, game. Just for Phoenix, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still think Phoenix should be all right without him. I still think Chris Paul's the best player in the series, even with with Booker out. He's got the experience. He's been there before. They got Mikael Bridges, who's the best defender. Actually, Herbert Jones. Yeah, and this is what I'm saying. Think, that's why I think you, you got to you got to you got to a pertinent point there where they've got her. Can be playing that real defense. And if, and if Phoenix ain't got their second guy, and you can just say to Herb, "Yeah, go and stop Chris Paul." Blanket Chris Paul. Ah. But um, I, I, I think I think I think I think Mikael Bridges. I think he's got another leap in him. I feel as like a as like an offensive player. Seven of eleven I, last night. Got yeah. got nineteen. If they can get that every night, that'll be good. Yeah, I think he's got. An, I think he might he might ramp it up to about 15, 16 shots. I think Aiton, as we've discussed, he's got to get up to about 15, 16 shots. And then it's just about the, the bench guys coming and making an impact campaign. Cam Johnson, like, listen, they got Devin. They got C, Chris Paul, All NBA point guard. They got Mikael Bridges who finished second in defensive player of the year voting. They got Cam Johnson who's gonna finish third in fifth sixth man of the year voting. Like they are they're a deep, they're a deep roster, you know what I mean? I like I like them. I think I think they'll still take it. Yeah, I think no book, it's just gonna be a longer series. I do you know what I, I think we need to speak on the on, on Willie Green as well because he's he's done a really good job with the Pelicans this year. Like you got a guy like Larry Nats Jr. who's at the like, if you if you look at the Portland Trailblazers, right? They had um, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, and Lionats Jr., CJ McCollum, and they couldn't get anything going like that. Well, I couldn't believe, and, and someone someone was like to me, respect OKC, but they the Pelic, uh, the the Trailblazers without Dame. I remember there was a game they started Nurkic, McCollum, Nance. Um, they started all their guys. Those are all quality players. All quality players, mm-hmm. Powell, and they didn't crack a hundred points. And I was like, that was when I was like, yeah, now nah, this they got to blow this out. This is done. Oh, Whatever yeah. it was, so he got some nice pieces out of that deal. But yeah, um, Willie Green is you got Lionel Junior. This is a guy that is a really versatile defender. You know what I mean? Um, is a is a vertical spacer. You know what I mean? Like they're using him really well. Like so, he's come up big. They put they relegated Devante Graham to the bottom of their bench rotation, which is like the best thing you could do. I couldn't believe the fall off of Devonte Graham because when he seven minutes, in, he got seven minutes oh, last night. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> I I would have thought he'd be like a 14, 13 minute player. 
in the league at least oh for this year. Days. This guy, he, he Jose he, Alvarado, a, a a senior out of college who's five foot, I don't know, immediately eight, more valuable. Got twenty minutes. Immediately, and Ronnie Graham got seven. Trey Murphy, another rookie, got twenty or seventeen. Immediately more valuable. I could have believed. So, yeah, it. Willie Willie Green is doing. He's he's getting as much as he can out of this um out of this roster. And next season, when the unstoppable paint god comes back, they might have something cooking there. I'm not gonna get into it, but yeah, trade him. But it's cool. Oh yeah, well, we'll <laughs> that'll, that'll be a, that'll be an off season. That's that'll be an off season topic. All right, boys. Listen, I know people have to get to to places and work and all sorts. So thanks for joining me. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing these Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, recapping games. Um, and, and yeah, so if you if you can't do the, the time zone thing, we watch them so you don't have to. So so keep it locked to stay up to date with all things playoffs. It's been a really good start. Bunch of interesting series. So, yeah. All right, boys. Thanks a lot, man. Sports Social Podcast Network.